I want to thank my sponsors, Pioneer Linens and Juliet Califf Interior Design. Pioneer Linens, the fourth generation owned luxury linen store since 1912, is known for their luxury bed linens, bath towels, designer table decor, and now their newly launched private label signature collection with bespoke options and exclusive patterns. Located on Clematis Street in downtown West Palm Beach, owner Penny Murphy and her daughters Marissa and Camille lead their exceptional team of experts and are on hand to assist with all your design needs for your home or yacht. For more information, log on to PioneerLinens.com. Juliette Califf is an interior designer and CEO of her full-service luxury firm. With offices in San Juan and Miami, Juliette has a niche expertise serving high-profile professionals ranging from executives, entrepreneurs, authors, and professional athletes. Her firm creates a truly personalized concierge and white glove experience. For more information, log on to JulietteCaliff.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Perfectly Palm Beach. I am Janie Chase, and my buddy Guy, who is usually with me and right by my side, is off doing a design lecture today. So um, he was unable to come into the studio, but I'm back in the studio, and I love being here. And what I really love is my guest today, who I have been friends with for several years now. He's one of my favorite people in town. He is the one and the only... Josh Cohen, whose show on ESPN 106.3 is Josh Cohen and the home team. And you, you literally, I'm not just saying this because you're sitting here and I adore you. You've the best voice in the business. That's not even close to accurate, but I, I appreciate you. Yeah. For some reason, Love you, that voice. you like the raspy, beat up. You're a broadcast professional. You have a career in entertainment. So you know different texture and tone. I got an email one time asking about if I would be available to be the new voice of Harley Davidson for the Southeast or something. Yeah, and, I get that. And it wasn't, the guy said, we're looking for someone whose voice sounds like they gargle with gravel and broken glass. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Oh no, your voice is much smoother than that. I know several people that tune in to you, not just because you were like the authority on, on sports, you know so much that's going on everywhere, all over the country. Thank you. But also because your voice is... You know, it pulls people in. I they think like, yeah, they like the sound of gravel and broken glass. Is that was that a compliment? Do you think it's a major compliment? Yeah. You know, yes, absolutely. So tell us, give me that those call out numbers again, and what's it called? So everybody knows how to, how to hear you. And yep. let's talk about let's talk about your show. Yeah, longtime host of Josh Cohen and the Home Team. Now Josh Cohen and the Home Team with Dean Thomas and Tina. We air weekdays four to six p.m. live. ESPN. New time slot. At the time we we were three to five p.m. We got to start an hour later and go an hour later. So therefore, four to six, which is perfect, my favorite. And um, yeah, I mean, the show is going to turn twenty three years old in September. Incredible, Josh! We Congratulations! Were, thank you. That's awesome. We were at Clear Channel for the first twelve and a half, thirteen. Right. ESPN West Palm now for the rest. So yeah, ESPN one hundred six three FM. Also, um, ESPN app free worldwide, and on smart speakers. Also free live worldwide, Love 4 that. to 6 p.m. Eastern time. Fabulous. It's a great gig. It's a great gig. And 4 to 6 is everybody's, you know, in their car on their way home from work or running to the grocery store or picking yeah. up their kids or doing whatever they're doing. So yeah. that's just, that's an awesome time. It's the time I'm in my car. You know, we were talking the other day about, um, you know, I'm, I'm a radio lifer. I started in television, found personality talk radio, and enjoyed that so much more. 
that television was just a yeah. And I'm doing TV stuff again. I just did Honda Classic TV. I do some tennis TV. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But morning drive radio, they go, oh, that's where you want to be. You want to wake up at four in the morning? I mean, you know. I do. I, I did it for I did it for several years yeah. where I was on Martha Stewart yep. radio show on, on Sirius XM. Not fun. I loved it. I loved Martha. I loved it. It was a three-hour call-in show. But I literally, that alarm going off at 4.30 is tough. Um, listen, I'm in my late 20s. And I'm a single guy and I've got no wife, no kids. And I'm living this new wave of the world is yours. And then the boss calls me in and says, we're going to give you a promotion. We're going to give you a new three-year contract. And here's what the new lineup's going to be. And they're like morning drive. And like my world was shattered. Literally, like I went to a depression. I'm a, not a morning person. Yeah. And I can't relate to those folks. Yeah. I never have, never was one of them. I think it's so important to be relatable. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Afternoon enough. drive, people are thinking about what they're going to eat, what they're going to watch, what they're going to drink, what they're going to gamble on, you know, the party, the, the concert. Game, and the game that night and all that kind of stuff, right? Exactly. So let's go back to the beginning. Let's let's start where your career started because there are a lot of people that listen that are young and entrepreneurial and they kind of want to get into this business. And then there are people that are in their you know, third and fourth chapters that are interested in doing something different. So talk, sure. talk about how it all started for you. Well, again, I, I was a college kid that was a mass comm major. I thought I was going to be Don Draper before there was Mad Men. I always you mean an actor, no, or no, an no. advertising guy. I'm an advertising guy. Oh. I thought I'd be the advertising branding marketing guy because that's what I always did was watch TV. TV raised me. It really did. Television was my caregiver, educator, and best friend. Because of the circumstances of my childhood and how we grew up. And that story is another story for another day. But um, in college, I really thought the mass comm folk, I didn't imagine I was going to be a TV guy. I didn't think I was going to be a radio guy. But then in college, I got a gig. Because, you know, you got to pay your bills when you're in college. You need right, yeah. money for beer and things. Oh, sure. I got a gig with a promotional company um, emceeing bar parties. Jack Daniels, Southern Comfort, Jägermeister, etc. And so I got comfortable on the mic and getting people's attention, getting the point across. Right. And that. And I knew how to kind of tell the story because free drinks, get free drinks. Um, that led to me walking through the student union one day and a guy saying, you're the guy um, from Kappa Sig. You're the guy that hosts those parties. And, the, and I said, yeah. And he said, we have a campus television station that is legit and we need someone to do the sports anchor opposite a new guy um, like sports center. And we'd like for you to come in and try out. Oh, man, that's awesome. I was like, why not? How old are you now? You're, you haven't graduated. This is still why you're in college. Yeah, I'm still in college. I'm about to go into my senior year of college. So I tested and they go, you're the guy. You're it. So then I thought, okay, well, I guess I'm going to be a sportscaster. I guess that's what I'm going to do. And out of college, I got on a sports TV show in Philly. Then I hosted one in Scranton, reported on the one in Philly simultaneous. Um, but then I found this radio, these love doctors here in South Florida on the radio and realized, yeah, I'd rather do that. And so that became that. I came so up. How with did you get to Southern Florida? From West I-95 South. From Philly, I-95 yeah, South. Yeah, we know that corridor well. That's, that, <laughs> that story is, listen, there wasn't a job. There wasn't a girl. There wasn't a re You literally just picked up and went because you wanted to live down here? The universe was telling me, you got to leave Philadelphia. Even though I had two gigs going, the universe said it's time to go. And me and a buddy were planning on going to Vegas because Vegas was exploding. End of the 90s. Okay. Growing, booming, boom. Okay. And we went out there. With the intention of, I mean, I already told my roommate I'm leaving. He was going elsewhere. I told my job, uh, you know, I'm running out, finishing up. And they said, we understand completely. We went out there to go sign a lease. And on the way to the airport, we're going to sign a lease, go to the airport, fly back. Um, he goes, let's go get a drink. And I knew he was backing out. 
And he's like, I can't do this. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't seem right. And I knew he was right, but I was like, no, man, because I had nowhere to be in two weeks. Literally. You're 23 years old. You want to go to Vegas. I've got nowhere to be in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I've got nowhere to live. I got, so I'm okay with the adventurous, but like now I look stupid. Cause when you leave the party, you can't go back in and be like, all right, I'm coming back to hang out again. Yeah. I said basically goodbye to the job with Guinness and to the job with television. And, you know, life was pretty good in that. But in my soul, you got to listen to the universe. And the universe is like, you don't belong here. You're very young at 23 years old when you're a senior in college to really know to listen to that little inner voice. I was 24, so, 25. Yeah, that, well, still, that's, that's super young. I mean, it yeah. takes people a lifetime to listen to that voice. I learned. And yeah. so I, you know, I was stuck. And what am I going to do? I got on the payphone at a Chili's in Vegas and made a phone call. And <laughs> someone said, hey, you got a little villa on Hutchinson Island in Stewart, Florida. Why don't you just go live there for a couple months? It's summertime and figure out a freaking job and go somewhere and figure it out. And I got down to South Florida and it just felt like you're supposed to be here. And then I heard those guys on the radio and I didn't think, well, this, but I that knew. Was a that was a real show, The Love Doctors? Was it? Yeah. Yeah. That Love Doctors was an enormous radio show. Relationships. And well, I mean, this is, all, this is like a Netflix series in development right now. The, the Love Doctor thing was uh, beyond the boundaries of FCC, but they weren't enforcing oh. because it wasn't Janet Jackson yet. The things that were said and done on the radio, in that studio, never be done now. were unspeakable. Oh, no. yeah. Unspeakable. Right. Um, we, Love Doctors makes me think it's about relationships and about, like, it was pre-Dr. Ruth, right? Yeah, I mean, no, no. This was, I mean, Love Doctors, people were calling in unscreened, unscripted, with anything and everything from... Um, a woman, a man saying, I was born in the wrong body. And I know this. Yeah. And I know that they call us trannies and tra this was the mid late nineties, right? Yeah, and that's, yeah. Anything from that to a guy calling in who was confessing to murder to someone calling in saying no that they think their best friend is cheating. Excuse me. Their best friend is um, messing around with, with their fiance. Anything and everything. Yeah. Wow. And so I joined forces with them. They said, look, come work with us. Wow. We launched the Hot Talk format in wow. 99 and the rest is history. Wow, Josh, that's really incredible. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, you know, I loved, I loved when I did a call-in show. I mean, it is so much fun to talk to people. You really feel like you're touching lives. I know because you and I have talked about this, that you really love your listeners. Yes. And that, and that there are, you know, you, you really feel like you, you, you have a real grateful. relationship. Yes, exactly. I'm, gra I'm grateful for the audience because they have paid every bill that I've had and given me every experience that I've gotten since 1999. You, you were saying that there were certain people that you know have called in and they had to switch their, you know, their doctor's appointment because they wanted to listen to you and... And, yeah. you know, people making that choice because you bring a lot of joy into, into their lives. It, it really, you know, for the most part, it's a disposable medium and, you know, it's kind of like junk food. Um, it's hot talk FM and at ESPN, a little more sports than it was previous. But yeah, when, when someone would say, I want you to know, I scheduled my chemotherapy appointments around your show. So I knew that I had something to look forward to when I was puking my guts out or I knew that, you know, it was you going got to me through me. my divorce or you got me through yeah. this difficult move yeah. or whatever it was. And it's not yeah. me. At that point, really, it's the callers and the interaction of everybody else. You know, if I'm the star of the show, something's wrong. If, if I'm the star of the show, then it's not what it's supposed to be. That's not the intention. That's not how it worked. And thank God that's not, you know, how it did work. 
So, so you came down here, you got on that show. So how did, how did you get from love doctors to, well, I didn't, I didn't finish that. Thought. Right. I didn't get on that show. I came down here and I dreamt up a sports talk television show oh. and pitched it to a local treasure coast okay. television station. Yep. And one day I was listening to these love doctors and a guy called in and said, Hey, have you ever seen this guy, Josh sports talk live? And I thought I was going to get humiliated because I figured neither host would have any idea who I was. And the primary host, Dr. Rich said, yes, I watch that guy every night. You learn more in the first five minutes than you do in a half an hour sports center. I don't know why he's here, but he won't be here long. And I was blown away. And so I sent message back through an intermediary, like, let I those guys know. Away. I know I, that about you. I, yeah. I, I, I admired those guys, and I loved what they were doing. I couldn't believe that they knew who I was. I couldn't believe somebody was watching, to be honest with you. Um, little cable access kind of station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Aaron reruns at Columbo. And that was the beginning of that. And I went in with them, and he says, give me a year. I want to work together. He says, give me one calendar year. So I stuck around and the TV thing went away. Station ran out of money. I think I made 450 bucks a week or something. They, they couldn't swing that. And so they went under. Mm -hmm. And um, we launched a hot talk format in September of 99 that really, you know, that day, NEW in New York, they flipped formats. I think there were four or five stations in the country that did. And it was this birth of this hot talk personality format radio that changed everything. That really birthed podcasts, the style of podcast. Came from that little explosion of what Stern was kind of doing, um, but everyday right. part. Right. And then just real conversational stuff that wasn't stage or scripted or, oh, yeah. or bits. I mean, listen, he's, he laid the groundwork for everybody. Oh, yeah. He, there's no question about it. And just the fact that he was reading you know, ads of sponsors, that just, that changed the whole format of those, those kinds of shows. Of course. You've had so much success, Josh, really. I mean, it's, yeah, knock on wood. Knock on wood. I, you know, from where you started and where you are now, the media landscape has changed so much. So talk to, talk to us a little bit about how important social media is, you know, for your life and your show yeah. and how, how the, before we get into the sports talk, I want to just know like how that technology has really changed so much and how that affects your, your professionals. I mean, the good news is, you know, back in my day when we started, you had to use traditional media, right? Mm -hmm. Now you don't. Now all you need is a smartphone. Everybody has a global television network in their pocket. Everyone has the ability to capture things, to break news, to break stories um, via social media, as well as generate content. You've got people who never put together a resume, never applied for a gig, never nothing, instead started a YouTube channel, started an Instagram page, started a Twitter page, and created content, and then built a brand, and then sold, if need, merchandise, and or, right. you know, upgrade membership. Yeah, so what I tell young people, or people that are like interested in it, is, you know, figure out what you love to do, and then figure out how to get paid to do it. You got to carve a unique niche. You say, well, I know everything about, no, 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 no. Really almost narrow casting, specializing in. You're going to be, you know, there's a photographer that was at the polo match the other day and his daughter loves New York Mets. And I said, well, go all in on that. She was a 19 year old college kid. You're the Mets chick. Get the Twitter thing. And because you're a unique perspective as. Did she get that? She did. Yeah. And, and, and now yeah. gets credential to do things and such. Awesome. Create your own brand. Right. You know, Donald Trump created a brand back in the eighties. He said, I am the biggest, I am the most, I'm the richest. And no one could fact check it. He was, wasn't accurate, but he claimed it, declared it. And there it was. 
And if you look, you know, you go to Trump Tower in New York, you look on the, you know, it's Trump Steakhouse, Trump Coffee Shop. The brand is the brand. Now, it's cool that his last name does mean like the greatest then, better then, right? Lucky in that sense. But, you know, the idea being, declare yourself, create that niche, and then you can. And you don't need, comedians now don't go through HBO. They don't say, I'll take 50 grand for a special. Instead, they produce their own. And then they sell it themselves on iTunes and other distribution platforms for five bucks. But so the technology that really has changed so much is just is the is social media. How 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 much that plays a role in in creating and developing an audience. With that in mind, obviously the people that are watching have changed. So the way that I might watch television uh, or my consume. kids or consume. my consume okay. yeah right so the way exactly. So the way my 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 husband and my boys consume sports for instance or whatever they're watching yeah. is different from you know you and different from you know uh, uh you know jimmy's jimmy smith who's 19 years old what's so consumed? how has that changed yeah. really what's consumed how it's consumed and when it's consumed right. is absolutely different um and revolutionary to what it was we live in an on-demand society the generation now that's known as Gen Z, right? They're the millennial posts. So millennials and now this new Gen Z, they've always had what they've wanted when they wanted. These kids from their earliest memories had DVD players in the car to watch what they wanted. They've had tablets, internet access always. Right. So you can't tell them, no, no, your show comes on eight o'clock Thursday night. And you got to wait again next Thursday for it again. They want the season to consume. It's a streaming thing that they want. They want it anytime they want it all the time. Right. They want what they want when they want, and that's all they're accustomed to. So right. that's why the Netflix model is such. And seasons dump all together, not episode by episode. By HBO, you know, still. A little bit. Episode little bit. by episode, you have to, right? Yeah, Ben's new TV series that's on NBC. That's, you know, they're, they're releasing uh, episodes every week. Right. The, the old model. Right. And, and I get that. But sports is really the one thing that is um, kind of DVR proof, mm -hmm. is kind of, um, because of social yeah, media, right. and everyone has Twitter's a second screen going, yeah. you're not going to like, well, I'll watch the game later. You got to watch now. Let, let's talk about sports for a second, because, you know, it's a big deal in, in my household, of course, as you well know, and yep. it's a big deal in your life, obviously, because of your your uh, your radio show. So, so, you know, when you live in South Florida, you think that there, you know, well, let me just say this. When I was growing up, there was a team that was associated with my city. Right now that everybody and their brother has moved to South Florida, everybody's team is represented around. Them. So you're no longer just a local sports guy. Never was. You got to talk about national stuff. Always right? was. Right. Always was. So because your audience is also there might be a Steelers fans, but they also want to they want to talk about the Heat and they yep. want to talk about this thing. Right. Because of this market, right. ESPN West Palm, our local shows are really national shows. Right. Um, because it represents the community thereof. You know, our we we own ESPN Cleveland. And they're Browns and Cavs yeah. all day in oh, and in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we own ESPN Milwaukee. And that's, you know, Packers and Bucks all in all day. Here, it's as much, it really is what the national stories are, is what we're on. It's, it's you're, you're lucky. Yes. You're lucky that way. Yes. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because somebody who's in Pittsburgh, for instance, which is where I'm from, and you know I'm a huge Steelers fan, and mm -hmm. I have been to every major, you know, football game yeah. there is i mean my dad dragged us to pit games and sealer games and so and i've been to you know every super bowl that the steelers have ever been in nice Just giving my boys a plug here i yeah, love right. the i love that team Still but 
you know, if you're in Philadelphia, you don't want to hear about the Steelers. And if you're in Cleveland, you don't want to hear about the Steelers. You want to no. hear about the Browns. You want to hear, right. You know, right? So. Not here. No, this is a, this is national. It's this cool. I love is, that. Yeah, this isn't a dolphin that. market. This isn't, no, this is a national story market. And more than that, because it is paradise, we get to do a lot more. I mean, listen, I do guy talk. We do personality talk. And there's some sports in that. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. This is not a hardcore sports show. So, no so. I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, it's I'm not in the business of trying to prove how smart I am. I'm in the business of getting as many people to listen for as long as we can get them to so they will then go do business with our partners. It's the advertising business. It is indeed. Yep. People watch the news and they're like, well, it's the obligation of the cable news network to inform and educate. No, it's not. All they're trying to do is get as many people to, to watch for as long as they can because they're trying to sell minivans and toilet paper and Advil. People forget what the purpose is. Now, they can't give false information. At least they shouldn't, but we know cable news, how that operates. Their job is simple. Get as many people to watch for as long as you can so you can get more money for that commercial for Advil and for that Chrysler minivan. And that's it. So the sports that are in South Florida, we got amazing golfers living here, amazing tennis players, mm -hmm. amazing basketball players, amazing football players. Um boaters, I don't know what else, paddle boarders. I mean, yeah. you name it, we got it. Mm -hmm. So so talk a little bit about, I know you know that community so well, and talk about all the people that, that are here for our listeners who might not know. You know, bottom line is we live in an age of content consumption and narrowcast that you can get whatever you want, whenever you want. If, if you want a, a paddle boarding podcast, there's probably five of those. Um, what there are certain universal truths. Human beings like food. They like thinking about it, talking about it. Human beings like to learn a quick little thing that might be useful. They like a, a shortcut, um, you know, like a, a life hack, if you will. Um, they like music and they like movies and they like to dispute things like, is a hot dog a sandwich? Technically, I guess it is. So <laughs> Technically, it is. We're yeah. not complicated people. I guess, yeah. And you can either go on the air and try and prove how smart you are and find another job in nine months. Or you can do one radio show two places for 23 years because you realized, don't try to prove how smart you are and don't preach it to people. Instead, amuse them, engage them, entertain them, represent them. Give them a little something to think about, a little something to feel, a little something to laugh about and get those things involved. Nobody wants to turn on the radio in their afternoon drive, leaving a job they don't get paid enough for, heading home when they're not appreciated enough, on a commute too long, traffic that sucks, and, and have to think too hard. But they want to hear about Dustin Johnson. They want to hear about Tiger. They want to, they hear, want about, to hear about Ricky Fowler. They want to hear about all those guys, the Williams sisters. They want to hear about all those people that are here. And we are lucky yes. there's so much talent here. We, we are, but they yeah. want to hear about Dustin Johnson when I was at Cucina and he came walking in and these college boys were like, hey, and I just took this guy's arm, this kid's arm, and knocked it down and said, not tonight. Because I wasn't in the room and somebody reaching over me. And DJ and Pauline are going to be sitting next to me. Mm -hmm. And regardless, plus leave the guy alone. You're saying that people want to know the celebrity aspect. I'm talking about like, real life stuff. How about that? How about that hole in one? Like, how, how did he play the Honda Classic? You know, I mean, it's, well, it, that's that you, you're saying that people, I think people want to hear that. People you, my age want to hear that. If you want the facts, there's lots of places to get it. On that same smartphone, you may stream the show. Yeah. Um, you can read the story. You can look at the bo box score. You can look yeah. at the leaderboard. Yeah. They want the story about when he said, what are you drinking? And I told him, he said, what's your name? And I said it. And he said, you got to be bleeping kidding me because he and I were both named in a, 
in a, in a lawsuit situation involving again. Oh, we don't so, want to go there. No, but but no, not, no. not. This is pe- called perfectly Palm Beach, John. Understood. Understood. Yeah. But this isn't this isn't secret yeah, stuff. No, I'm kidding. It's just the drama. It's the it's the drama, the human stuff. Yeah. People. No, look, we love that. We want to know that no. that we share things with with celebrities and people yep. that that we admire. Yep. Oh God, he went through that too. Yep. I mean, I, I get, I get all of that. It's relatability. Um, Loss was I, over a girl, by the way. But I, it was, it was involving a girl. a girl. Yeah. Okay, I mean, so, that's good too. Right. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't like yeah, bad yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good too. But I'm just <laughs> saying, I think living in a place where there are sensational sports, it, you know, it, 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 it really, it puts people over the line. This is, this is a, it, it's, it's a selling point. Greatest golfers in the world <laughs> live here. Uh, some of the greatest tennis players in the world live, really? train here. Yes. Um, greatest fighters in MMA, the UFC, Bellator, PFL, they all live here. This is the episode. Forget about the legends because all the all-time greats, they all came here to live after they got done playing, right. competing. But no, we have all that. You're right. right. We really do. the people that are playing now. Yep. I mean, I love all the people that are retired that are here. You know, the Joe Namus and people. Yep. We love, you know, Keith Hernandez. We love those guys. But I'm talking about the young people, you know, Venus and, and Serena yep. and That's Tiger and Dustin and all those guys that are here. I mean, I did stories on them all the time at Modern Luxury when I was the editor in chief. Yep. And you know, because you you wrote some of those for me. I, did. I just, uh, I, I to me, it gets me excited, which is one of the reasons why I think people love tuning into your show. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. You know, you just mentioned five iconic names, yes, and they live I mean, within a six mile radius. It's incredible. A six mile radius. Yeah. Five or six between Jupiter Island and Gardens. Yep. Right. This is a good place to live. Best golf courses, I think, in the world. It is. Th- this market, you know, obviously this market, if television purpose, you know, ratings wise, watches more golf than most of the country. Arizona, you get for obvious reasons and, and tennis, too. But this market um, absolutely consumes the summer and winter Olympics, right. unlike few other markets in the country. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Which is interesting about the makeup of. Right. Who is you know the West Palm Beach greater television market? Well, wait, let's 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 talk a little bit about all the exciting things that you're doing because you right. don't just do this show, you do you do a lot of different things. Yep. You're you're doing tennismajors.com right. and um, and then UFC. Yep. Uh, I don't know a lot about fighting, even though I've got a, a child that's I should know, right? I should be a mom that knows about boxing a little bit. Yeah. Or wrestling. No boxing. Boxing. Yeah. Um, I should. I really should. Tennismajors.com. Patrick Muratoglu is a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine. He is. Tell everybody who he is. Yep. Uh, Patrick Muratoglu is Serena Williams' uh, tennis coach for the last decade. Wow. Yeah. Um, and they've had tremendous success, obviously, together. Correct. He also is the owner and operator of the largest tennis academy in Europe, Muratoglu Academy and Resort, which is just outside of Nice. And this is where the future stars of the game are going to middle school, high school, and training to become. So some of the alum are Stefano Sissipas, Coco Goff, um, many, many others in process. But those are the names you go, oh, of course, yes. You move with your kid to the south of France? No, you send your kid. Okay. And your kid goes to school there. And your kid, um, it's like going to boarding school. I sent my kid to boarding school. Yeah. 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 So Coco Goff, you know, who I know and her, and her dad, Corey's a friend of mine, um, left Delray beach and she goes to school at the Academy where she trains, plays, attends school like any other high school kid. Yeah. So he has a digital media platform that he launched Uh tennismajors.com. So we do, I host a, a show, a video show called, um, match points and it's a tennis debate show. 
And so my panel will be Simon Cambers, the president of International Tennis Writers Association. Marion Bartoli, she's our panelist. She is a former Wimbledon champion and, and a great, she won Wimbledon in 2013, I want to say. Um, and, so, and, and then uh, Carol Bouchard, who is a tennis writer. So it'll be a joint video Skype call, you know, where everyone's shooting their own video and then they assemble it. And I'm in West Palm Beach and Simon is in London and Carolyn is in Paris and so fun. And you're touching everybody in the world. And Bartoli is in right. Abu Dhabi. Yeah. In the, so it truly is a global kind of a thing that we're doing on Skype with the video. Yeah. It's so, exciting. It's, it is. It's fun. Um, podcast. I do with the lover and the fighter. That, what, one second though. When, when does that air? It is whenever you want. Cause remember, it's we, already, that's right. We live in an on demand right. society. Right. Tennismajors.com. already taped it. It's been, it's up there. We do episodes, you know, whatever. I mean, Certainly when you get into, you know, Grand Slam season, a little more, yeah, you know, yeah. a little more frequently, right. but um, yeah, tennismajors.com. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of content you can click right. on, link and watch. And, you know, for tennis lovers that really want a new perspective, insight, right. mm -hmm. the things you were talking about before, be on the facts. Yes, yeah. it is. It is. It is. Cool. You know what? I, I, I didn't mention Polo and how could I not mention Polo? I mean, Polo is so huge here. Mm -hmm. And we love and adore the World Polo League. We love Melissa Ganzi and Mark Ganzi. Your friends. And, uh, you know, I think she's one of the most amazing women she is. around. And I'm hoping to get her on, on the show soon. Um, you will. So you're the, you're, the, you're the voice of that, right? Well, I, I, from the onset of World Polo League, Melissa messaged me and said, I want you involved. We're launching right. a new thing. Yeah. And I said, what capacity? And she said, kind of this, kind of that. And I said, hold on. And then we brought in ESPN West Palm. It was a great partnership for several years. Yep. And, yeah. and, and, and then, you know, currently not working together, Melissa and Mark and I and, and, and Grant and family will Grant remain family, exactly. friends forever and ever and ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she, you know, I refer to them. They're the custodians of the game. They're the keepers of the game. She's the first lady of I, the game. She's I, the global ambassador of the game. I mean, I think one of the most favorite pictures I ever took of her when we did that story on her for Modern Luxury, she, you guys, everybody go, I'm going to find out and put this online. I can't remember what month it was. I think it was January, maybe, or February. She's so beautiful and yeah. strong, and she's holding three horses in this hand. Yeah. Three horses It's a great picture. Hand, and she's in front, and she is so strong and dynamic, and, uh, you know, I'm in awe of her. I think she's amazing. We recently had International Women's Day. And yes. she had posted a picture. She was the first woman yes. in Saudi Arabia so to play polo. She, you know, you they're the keepers of the game. They're the first family. that ceiling. Whew. Right. I, I, that's a message I wrote to her. I said, uh, legend, pioneer, trailblazer, Aww. my dear friend. Yeah. And she said, thank you so much, friend. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. They're, they're, great. So it's not just... It's not just the tennis stuff that you're doing. You're also doing things for polo. Yep. And then tell us about the uh, UFC. UFC, well, yeah. Is it called UFC? It I'm is. so dumb. Yep. I mean, about what, you know, MMA I'm is, a mother. What do I know about M MMA is the sport. It's um, mixed martial arts. UFC oh. is the league. Ah, so, okay. So, yeah. Wait, I, I, yeah. There's a little I bit should, of eponymy there. I need to have Googled that. I didn't even, I'm sorry. I didn't, I, I didn't, it's, it wasn't a big part of my research. on. You're great. I don't blame you. I don't blame you a bit. Um, MMA. MMA, mixed wow. martial arts. Okay. And the greatest, all of you guys that are into that out there, that's cool. I'm, I'm excited about that. The greatest MMA UFC fighters in the world live in Palm Beach County and uh, Broward County. Wow, good for them. That's yep. awesome. Love and that. And Brazil. And Brazil. 
Love that. But I'm doing um, the podcast I do with my radio host and best buddy, Dean Thomas, Levering the Fighter. We are now negotiating there to finalize, to bring a version of that to UFC Fight Pass. So for, that's paid content, subscription-based. For the UFC, which as you know is owned by Endeavor, who purchased the UFC in 2016 for four point three billion dollars with a B. That's a good number. The UFC went from a two million dollar company in the year two thousand to being sold sixteen years later for four point three billion, which is the greatest turnaround in uh, sports history. Is that true? Financially, no one's been able to take a two million dollar company, put it to four point three billion. In, I'm sorry, four point six billion. Well, Martial arts are huge around the world. Mixed martial arts, yes, yeah. yes, exponentially. And the UFC has really become um, a fourth league, if you will, in North American sports. But why is it mixed? Why are you saying mixed? What's- well, mixed martial arts meaning that you are grappling, you are practicing jujitsu, but you're also striking and boxing, the disciplines thereof. That's the mixing. There's a mix of disciplines that are involved. Correct. All those disciplines together. Well, you are a busy man. You're a busy woman. Geez, so so what, just before we go, I got to ask two more questions. One is, is there something that you haven't done that you want to do? Something that I want professionally? Yeah. I want to work the red carpet at the Grammys, <laughs> and then I want to do it again at the Oscars. Oh, you do? Because Good. what are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Okay, it's fine. But I think you and I would be great doing together. that together. I have always wanted to do that. And every time that I'm watching, and you know, I covered Fashion Week for yep. years and I was the fashion reporter for GMA and, yep. uh, and ABC and I a lot remember. of different, a lot of different, uh, different events and premieres in New York and whatever. I, I, I can't stand the questions that they ask. I don't care who they're wearing I'm either. I mean, I know you it. have to ask it, but they're, yeah. they're, you know, it's all about like, how did that speak to you? There's so many more things to talk yeah. about, right? I want to ask Halle Berry on the red carpet. Who was your childhood TV? Who was your childhood celebrity crush? Yeah, love that. Uh, you know, fun stuff, relatable stuff, right. interesting stuff. Right, exactly. Relatable stuff. Like, yeah. what'd you do today? How was your day? Yeah. What What's the one thing that you hate having to cut out of your diet when you're getting in shape for a film role? Exactly. Because I know that's hard. Fun stuff. Yeah. I Listen, I, let's let's pitch it. You and I together on okay. the red carpet. That would be really good. Okay, so that's the, those are the two things that you'd like to do. and Seems fun. Okay. And then the last thing I want to ask you is, we ask all of our guests this. You've got a buddy coming in to Palm Beach for the weekend, and they've never been here before. What, what do you do with them? Where do you take them? What, what, what are your favorite spots? I, you know, it depends. You get dressed up, go over the bridge. You know, I might get a little meatloaf at Meat Market, where I was last night, um, briefly. It's delicious there, isn't it? It is. And people it's go, delicious. they go, when well, you come to Meat Market, you eat meatloaf? And they go, you haven't tried the meatloaf. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Don't worry the fact that it's, the, you know, 39 <laughs> bucks or whatever. It's not the point. Yeah. It's right? it's like, right, oh, yeah. Um, I am a, a downtown West Palm kind of guy. Of course, I'm going to go visit, you know, the great brands that I endorse if and when that's possible. Right. Because, listen, all I have is my credibility. I may get the prediction wrong for the Super Bowl. I didn't in the last two years. But, <laughs> but all I have is my credibility. Yes. <laughs> and I'm never going to endorse, I'm never endorsing a company or a product that I didn't use before. I haven't paid for myself that I wouldn't continue to if they weren't working with us. Okay, and, let me rephrase my question. That yeah. You go to the beach, you go to polo. Like, what do you do? I have friends in town. Well, I'm a, I'm a concert a guy. I'm a concert guy. Not not that much of a museum guy, okay. to be honest. Not in person. I'm a, I'm you drive a, up north. You, you stay down here. St- I stick around here. Get on the bright line. Yeah. 
Brightline, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Super fun. Yeah. Love Brightline. Easy, guys, to do that. God, Love Brightline. Wonderful. What a great addition. But I'm a music guy. I'm a concert guy. If it's, you know, spring training, baseball's happening, I wish it would, yeah. then we'll, t- we'll take in some of that. But I'm not a, a big event guy. I'm more of a chill. I'm a hotel pool guy yeah. more than I am a beach guy. So the reason why I named this Perfectly Palm Beach is it doesn't say perfect Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly which means there's a lot of leeway for something because nothing's really perfect, yep. right? right? So it's kind of in your in your own mind what yep. what you think is is perfect. So whatever your paradise is is your paradise. So uh, in terms of of Palm Beach, how, how does that fit into your listen? I your could, love of this place. Yeah, I, I I came here by accident as we discussed, and I chose to stay by choice. And I, without wife, kids, could do what I do anywhere in the world. And I choose to do it here, to live here, to work here, to play here, to be here, because the universe just tells me, my soul, this is where you're supposed to be. And a lot of people are learning this and feeling this and now joining us here. And that's great. But for the new folks that come to town, I'd just like to remind them that um, you're still just guests for a little bit till you make yourself, till you do your time. And then then you can be considered yourself a native as well. But well, I, I love and adore you. I think you're amazing. Likewise. And your show's Thank fantastic. You. Thank you. It is Josh Cohen and the home team, and it's on ESPN 106.3. You can also, and there's a free app, right? ESPN app? You yep. Can- on the ESPN app, free live as well. And you just tell your smart speakers. A lot of folks just have a smart speaker. Alexa, right, whatever. Just talking into you, the phone. You say play ESPN 106.3. Show's also available on podcast a couple hours after, because we talked about there's a big part of the audience that wants what they want when they want. They don't want to listen. They want to start it, stop it when they feel like it. Well, I'd watch you anywhere and listen to anywhere. So I really thank you so much for stopping by today. You're like really so authentic and genuine. And I think you embody perfectly Palm Beach. So thanks, buddy. Thank you. So I appreciate you. Love you a lot. Okay, everybody stay tuned for another great episode of perfectly Palm Beach. We'll be back soon. Thanks for tuning in. 